press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Dylan, happy two years part two, as promised, we're back. I know, you know, just to the untrained ear, maybe they think we've just been having this continuous string of chats and and let's just keep it cozy and fun. I know. Maybe we are. Maybe all these calls happen over the course of one evening while we're in our snuggly sweaters and everyone's in their different corners of the world. And mm, I feel cozy. I like that idea. I know. I know. Well, the holidays are coming and I'm getting in that vibe. I am too. No, literally, I have no interest in watching anything Christmas but I feel like I want to walk around on the Upper West Side when there's those lights in the trees, being like wearing a sweater and being like romantic about my life in New York. And ugh, I'm sick. Well, Dylan, I know that we have even more friends calling in. And for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, Dylan and I are celebrating two whole years of podcasting. And we decided for the first time ever to call some of our past guests up because we have had literally not a single repeat guest on any of these episodes and we thought what a treat would it be to finally after two years say hey how you doing and today's guests are incredible and actually connor i think oh yeah oh yeah one of them is is, is calling in right now oh i hear i am so excited it's celia gooding what's up Hello. Hey, girls. Sorry, let me change my name. I'm on my mother's. I was going to say, Myla Shans, you look so young. And then much shorter hair this time. Although I will say your mom eternally looks the same. Yeah, always. and she's turning 60 this year and no one could tell. You're kidding. No, I don't believe yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Celia, it's so good to see you. Hi, guys. Wait, let me make this background a little bit more appealing. Can you tell oh. I got out of bed for oh this my God. and this alone? Oh my goodness. Were you up? No. Were you filming late or something? No, I'm just trying to like relax for a minute, but getting back here was a hassle. And now I'm just like, my, I've been being on planes for just much longer than the human body should be on a plane. And Ugh. so now my body's like, oh, solid ground, exciting. Let's yeah. sleep for 12 hours straight. Oh my, Uh-oh. well, I'm honored that you got up for us. That is Oh like, my God, no, this is the only thing uh, I would get up for. So. Uh, <laughs> oh thank you for joining us for this. You know, we're celebrating two years of the podcast. We wanted to bring back some of our favorite guests who we felt like we really clicked with and who were so fun. And you were at the top of the list, of course. <laughs> That's so sweet. I can't believe you said yes. Oh my God, of course. You guys are like some of my faves. So this was easy, easy yes. Oh my goodness. You're so sweet. I, it felt like we were old friends when we chatted. It, it was almost a year ago. It was like right after Thanksgiving, right? Yep. Speaking of that, I remember you were like, yeah, I'm just like chilling, watching the Vampire Diaries. And now you're like booked, <laughs> booked, 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 like, ah. Uh. Trying to be, trying to have a steady stream of income, which is important. This was honestly right before everything started really popping off with Star Trek. Okay, there's a cat in your lap and on the table. Yes, there's a cat on the table. And she, we have a couple. You, now you know. Now you know you're not supposed to be up there. Aww. So if I get up from this chair. Is that a black cat? See, no, no, <laughs> no uh, so we have one main coons does not like to get up. Her name is Sushi. She's three years old. And then we got two new kittens. And they're very sweet, but they jump up on tables when they're not supposed to. Is this in, a kitten in your lap right now? 
Yes, this is Tonka, uh-huh. named after the Tonka Garcon of the House of Garcons. Um, legendary. So you want to be a legend? And right there, that little Hellraiser, that's Roe, like Salmon Roe, because we have sushi and Roe. I just thought it was funny. That's so cute. So you're home. You're home at last. Finally. Finally home with my eight children. But um, <laughs> yeah, back to the, the, the thing we were talking about. Right before Star Trek, I we wrapped now. We finished uh, season one and I was doing some ADR for the show and getting to see bits and pieces of oh it. It's going to be a huge hit. Guys. <laughs> oh and my I'm God. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so proud of it. And it's my first TV job ever. And the fact that they trusted me with this like iconic character and this like deeply powerful franchise beyond like sci-fi history but just like everything that it's done for tv and film i think oh my god i'm just i'm very proud of it guys that is amazing (laughs) to hear now you're playing the young zoe saldana role right yes Uh, um i'm actually the role was originated by nichelle nichols but um i'm playing young okura we get to see her as a cadet and um yeah she's young she's got a short cropped cut oh, um, <laughs> it's great I'm really proud of it and a lot of actually filming the show I knew that there was a lot that was going to come in with like there's scoring that undercuts the that, that the which is the undercurrent undercurrent there we go I don't know what it is but when I'm around you two I lose my words <laughs> and now I'm struggling yeah getting to see it with like the editing and all the FX stuff that has to happen. It's just, I'm super duper excited. I never pegged myself as a sci-fi girl, right? but, um, but yeah, no, it's, sure. it's going to be really great. Oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Now I have two words for you, <sighs> Rebecca Romaine. I love her so much. And she was one of the people who I had um, one of my first few scenes with one of my first few days on set. I had to work with her and the moment that we had, it was incredible. It's in one of the, it's, I think we have episode four is the one where it's a lot of us together, but she's an incredible person, an incredible actress. And I just, she's really, really funny in a way that like, I wasn't expecting. Like she made me feel really, really safe on set. And she's like an iconic woman in TV and and just the entertainment industry. And to have her to literally look up to, because she's like six feet tall. She's awesome. I, of course, know her from as Mystique, but of course she was on. I don't know if you ever watched Ugly Betty. So good. I didn't, but I know my mom loved that show. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think that was where she got to flex some comedy back then. It's been years since I've seen it, but oh my goodness. What a great project. First TV project, let Mm -hmm. alone anything else. But then, of course, the bomb drops that you're in a a movie. Yes. Yes. Breakwater. Yeah. So that's Um, done as well. Yeah, I just finished. I was only there for a couple of days because my role isn't like huge, but um, I get to do a little bit of singing in there, which is fun. Hopefully they won't (laughs) cut me out of the movie because I spoiled (laughs) it. But yeah, we were filming in North Carolina, which was fun. I loved the character. I got to like flex a muscle that I haven't really gotten to flex yet, especially filming is filming it's always going to be filming but filming a movie versus filming tv it's very different just the timelines as to how things get done and i was only there for like two days and i got to do all of my like speaking scenes in one day and then all of my non-speaking scenes in another and it's like this creepy thriller moment and again i never pegged myself as to be like a thriller actor but 
I've decided to no longer set boundaries for myself and let the universe give me what it wants. And it's been giving me a lot of incredible stuff. And the movie is really cool. I have really lucked out during this pandemic quarantine period that still has not ended. I've been really, really lucky and really, really blessed. I can't wait for everyone to see everything. I can't wait to sit and watch it because I always... I never thought I was going to be on TV and film. I never did. And I always thought that theater was going to be my thing forever and ever and ever. But I'm excited to see this side of my talent wheelhouse. Oh my God. I can't wait to see you in TV and film either. This is like, this is major. So I was going to say like, I'm sad we won't be hearing you sing in these projects, but I'm, I'm so glad you're going to be in there, you know? Listen, I, without spoiling too much, I never stop singing. So, uh. so I, I'm sure in in the things that are coming up, you will get a little bit of vocal and pray to God Viacom CBS does not fire me. Um, no, but, my God. Uh, no, no, no. But yeah, you're I think I think those who are looking forward to hearing more of me singing, y'all, y'all won't be missing much. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I was gonna say you looked unbelievable at the Tonys. Thank you. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was Was that fun? It was so fun. Honestly, the, the gag is I picked that dress maybe two days before the Tonys. I had a lot of options and I was going back and forth between filming in Toronto and doing the Tonys. Like I had to fly back and forth between New York and Canada three times back over the span of two weeks i remember like being at the tony's having like a day to for hangover recovery (laughs) and then getting back (laughs) on a plane and going to film the last bits of trek and i got to go with my mom and two of my best friends and i like it really was a magical magical experience because i remember when my mom went for the summer season i wasn't available i was somewhere doing something with my sister and I was so mad I was like I wanted to go to the Tonys with my mother and then lo and behold the next season I get to go and it was it was really really fun I got to sit in like the front row and I was gonna say you had prime I had great seating apparently looking back they were like they're always cutting the camera to you and I was like well we look good so I'm grateful for it see the camera loves you see you were meant for film and TV. I guess I was before I even <laughs> could fathom it myself. But yeah, the Tonys was so fun. It was truly a like magical experience for me just because I'd always, I always remember sitting in my living room and watching the Tonys. Sure. Like, oh my God, all of my favorite people in one room. And then like me sitting and like, Jeremy Pope, Catherine Gallagher, that <sighs> Peter is like just Cheetah <laughs> Rivera, like right over there. It was, it was just like the theater nerd in me was like panting into a brown paper bag trying to stay afloat. But it was another experience of the bogglement. I was truly boggled. Now, this might not come as a surprise to you, but those are also all of my favorite people. Yeah, I mean, so no. <laughs> no surprise there. It was like, yeah. <laughs> crazy. At least, and Adrian Warren coming up to me and being like, how are you? Mm. And I'm like, I love you. It was like, it's amazing. It's amazing that night. I'm surprised you're still standing after the incredible, and I'm telling you, performance that occurred. I almost didn't make it through. There, there, I had to like, after they cut to commercial, I had to sit and like breathe for a second. And my friends were like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah, what was the room like after that? It was electric. Everyone was on their feet. Just like, I remember having to like not touch my face. Cause I was like here with it. I was here with it. I was just like, 
And it's, I mean, yeah, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. And I will have that in my memory forever and ever and ever. It was just like everything about that night was a freaking dream. Aww. I'm so happy for you. Now, were you able to meet any heroes or anybody that was in the room or was it still sort of like COVID safe? I was trying to be COVID safe, but like I threw a couple of glances at people I like adore and I was like mouthing behind my mask. I was like, I love you. You're <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was sitting on um, the aisle and Tom Hiddleston was sitting right there and I didn't really even recognize it was him until the camera cut to him. And I was like, I love you, sir. Hi. <laughs> um, Hi, Loki. And- yeah. Hey, hey, Misty. Hi. Huge fan. But yeah, it's it's weird being so young and like always dreaming of being in rooms like this and then getting there and being there and trying so hard to stay present. I'm like, cool. So the thing that I really, really wanted to do is happening right now. And now I have to figure out something else that I really, really want to mm. do because it's so many like bucket list things that I was expecting to check off much later in my career but it's like now it it is a practice of staying present it's just like you know what if 2020 has taught us anything it has taught us to never ever ever think that the thing that will never happen is just never going to happen don't underestimate the universe do not underestimate yourself stay present stay grateful and i had to really flex those (laughs) muscles Mm -hmm. like for the past months, honestly, if like from September, September was an incredible month for me for so many reasons. It's just that whole whirlwind experience. I'm still processing it, honestly, because after the Tonys, I had to get back into the Star Trek mm-hmm. mindset and then reeling after wrapping my pilot season of, of the first thing I'd ever done ever. I had to go do that. Now I'm doing my first movie and it's like a lot of incredible things are happening all the time. And I'm telling my therapist, I'm like, I don't know how it's happening, but it is. And I'm very grateful. And my therapist is like, listen, if you were to look at your life in a book, it would be chapter after chapter after chapter of just like this new thing, this exciting thing that's going on. Like there's no way to carry it all. So just in the moments in which you feel that tidal wave wash of gratitude and, and bogglement and, and just like overflowing pride within yourself, just sit in it revel in it don't try and like compartmentalize it don't try and hold on for it for too long because i assure you there will be another thing that will make you feel that same way so it's it's holding on to the things that feel good but not holding on too tight that you miss the next incredible thing that's coming by and being a baby a literal (laughs) fetus a child a child getting through getting to do all of this it's like it's it's freaking nuts y'all um I'm just really grateful and excited for whatever oh else God. is coming because Lord knows I won't expect it. <laughs> well, I hope you get a little bit of a break now. Just, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I, I get a break for a while. I told myself, I was like, listen, through the holidays, I'm not going to try and like stretch myself thin. This uh, breakwater was the last thing I planned on doing for a while until we come back for season two, knocking on wood. Yeah, I'm just taking it a day at a time. I'm sitting in sweatpants, right. wearing slippers all the time. Uh, <laughs> Or my cats and now my mom she's getting ready to do trouble in mind and so i'm cooking we've completely switched now i'm making the dinners i'm keeping track of groceries like it's it's good to it feels good to take care of the person who's been taking care of me for so long mm-hmm. and so to like 
come home and have stuff ready for him. Like, here's your meal. I took care of everything. Your script is upstairs. Like I refilled your water. We're good. Like go do what you got to do. And it's a really rewarding, that's the word. It's an incredibly rewarding time for me and for, for me as an actor, but for also me as a person and a daughter, it's just like, it's great. I, I, I don't have complaints right now, which is really uh, good. I am like reminded of just how impressed I am by you, Salia. You are seriously the most grown, Brandon! like kind, open-hearted person. And I'm so proud of you for everything. I know that sounds so no, strange, but it. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of me too. Oh, and- I like I, yes. I and and I am learning to like not shy away from that. And so I appreciate you saying such kind Good. things. I mean, you guys have watched me through like an incredibly turbulent time. And so like the fact that we're here almost a year <laughs> later and like all of these crazy things are are going on, it, I'm I'm happy to do y'all proud. Oh my goodness. Well, I think that's the best note to end on. We are so thankful for your time. We hope that yeah. you can rest up a little bit and I'm sure we'll catch up again in a year and see what <laughs> oh, yeah. else has happened. Well, this is a yearly thing. We're, yeah, okay. we're in a, a commitment. We are in a committed yep. podcast relationship. I will see y'all in a year or in a year from now so I can talk about the other 87 things that are going on that I could never can make. only imagine what it's going to be. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for doing this. And we so. will chat with you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Well, that was so much fun. Wasn't oh my it? God. So fun. We'll definitely have to have Celia back we in a year. Need. I mean, can you believe Celia remembered the name of the episode? That was kind of whack to me. We don't want to keep our next guest right, waiting. Dylan, I think there's a call waiting right now. Straight from the Isle of Manhattan. It's Atu Blanks and Wood. Hello. Hey. Thank you for joining us. It's so nice to see you. You too. <laughs> I'm trying to think when we talked. I think it was January. I was still in LA, so that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, you've left LA. I'm back in New York. We start rehearsal for Slave Play on Tuesday. Oh my God. Already. Um, Okay, listen. So when we last spoke, we were talking to you about how you were nominated for a Tony for Slave Play. And since then, you attended the Tonys. You look incredible. Thank you. Vaughn Ford worked it out. My my publicist, Kelly Jones, and uh, Vaughn hooked me up with this stylist, Vaughn Ford, and he worked it out. (laughs) It was incredible. You looked so fierce and fresh and clean. Thank you. Yes. How did you feel? Like, was that a good experience going? It really was. My sisters all flew from LA. I have three sisters. They all came in from LA. One of them came with me to the ceremony and uh, my agent, my manager, and my two other sisters were at the viewing party. Um, So it was just like, I felt so supported the entire weekend. I felt so loved. My sisters are really good at being like, it's your weekend. It's all about you, you know? Oh, I love that. They really just... Yeah, they showed up. They were so supportive. I got to kind of be like a little diva for a weekend, (laughs) which was really nice. You deserve it. Wait, how did they choose or you choose which one would actually attend (laughs) with you? My oldest sister went with me. She sort of has seniority in that way. But she's also like, my oldest sister is, we're 12 years apart. Oh, wow. The, The difference between her and the next sibling is like 11, I think 11 years. So she's kind of always been like a a bonus parent Mm -hmm. so that felt really appropriate to 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 take her along 
Oh my oh goodness. My I, you, had, you had a great seat, if I recall. I sure did. I was very close to the stage. They trick you out. I'm like, I'm close to the stage. Does that mean I'm going to have to get up on this stage? <laughs> I know. Wait, so wait, I, I really need to know because honestly, if I were nominated for a Tony, I would fully be going in being like, I'm probably winning. You, know I mean? like, <laughs> you always hope. I mean, you got to believe in yourself in that way. Like, that's just so why yeah, yeah why show up if you're not if you're not thinking that like this could be it so yeah i definitely went in believing that you know i mean i yeah. think you have to and how was it reuniting with james <sighs> i love james so much <laughs> i love james so much like he's an incredible friend and I, the, the universe is, has been very good to us in that, like, we often are going through the same thing at the same time and can, like, lean on each other, you know? Oh, that's special. Like, we won't see each other for, like, a month and a half or something, just, like, text here and there. And then, like, the minute we see each other, he's like, I have to tell you about blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, <laughs> me too, because blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, just, it's always, like, a simpatico moment. And I just, I love him. I love him so much. I wish you both could have won the Tony together. You know what? If I had won, I would have 100% broken it in half. No, I'm kidding. Okay, Katie Heron. Wait, no, that's like um, <laughs> season four of Drag Race All-Stars when they split it between Monet and Trinity. They had both people win, which we all know that was some tomfoolery to begin with. <laughs> that was some tomfoolery. That was Trinity's, that was Trinity's crown. To be Fully. Real. Fully. To be real, there was some politics involved. I get it, Rue. You wanted to put a queen of color in the Hall of Fame, but like Monet wasn't the one. Trinity won that season. You should have put Shangela in if you had been smart. Absolutely. They wouldn't have had that problem if they would have just done the right thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, drama. Literal drama. Okay, wait, but Slave Play got shut out completely the Tonys, and that's fucking drama. That is drama indeed. What the hell? I mean, I don't know what the inner workings of the wing and the league are. I don't, like, I I can't... Right, right. That's just conjecture. Con- yeah. I, I can't, like, be like, ooh, there was some conspiracy. Like, I, I don't know how the the voting went, but I just... And maybe I am a little bit biased, but I do feel like, you know, as a person who, like, has been taking theater in for most of my life, it's very clear to me that, like, I think Slave Play was excellent. And maybe that's just my bias, but, like, I... I think it was, especially with where the conversation has gone in this last year and a half around race in America and specifically in the theater, like, I feel like Slave Play was a provocation that was ahead of its time. I just feel like it would have behooved the entire community to maybe, like, be like, let us lift up this work that is doing the work that we hope to do as an institution. You said it better than I ever could. Okay, I'm actually getting, like, I'm actually getting upset again. <laughs> I know it's been, like, a minute since the Tonys. But I'm, like, all of a sudden, like, f- infuriated. <laughs> it's really, it's a crime. But, it's a crime. But you had a secret probably that whole night. You knew. Slave Play was coming back. I, I did actually, wait, did I know then? Because it was announced, like, in the dead of the night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ticket sales, like, were, like, quietly put, it was put on sale or something. I forget exactly what yeah, happened. I did know at that point. And there was something in me that was like, okay. Shut out. I'm ready to get back in this rehearsal. Let's go. Let's get back mm-hmm. to work. Like, let's get back to work. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And, and of course, Jeremy, just, just to say really quick, Jeremy and the way that this play is and the needle has been pushed so far forward because of slave play. And so at the end of the day, you're part of this history making truly brilliant piece of theater. And I cannot wait to see it. For, was it the fourth time or the fifth time? I don't even know what I, I hope I can get to see it. And it, it's going to be incredible. But there's some casting changes. There sure are. 
No More James. No More James, which at first I was like, <gasps> how will I live? But there is something that I think is exciting. Like, I love being a student, like I, I an acting student specifically. Like, I feel like I want to die at 90 years old on my way home from a rehearsal. And I think the way to do that is to like stay sharp, always be a student, right? And I feel like there's a lesson here in like, James and I have this incredible intimacy already like built in. And so I guess the question for me now and the, and, and, and the, 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 I think the lesson will be like, how do you build that with someone new? Yeah. How do you maintain the integrity of the performance with somebody new? And that's not something I've had to do with this role. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I have a question. Did James's understudy ever go on during the Broadway run? Never. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we were hardcore. Like, okay. Did you ever call out? Never. There was one point, which I think, yeah, I think I may have had coronavirus at that point, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> but I love that you just called it coronavirus. I don't think I've heard someone call it that I'm, in like a year. I'm very big on proper names. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I think I was either really, I maybe had bronchitis or something. But y'all, not to get gross or graphic, but like I fully coughed up blood and went on stage. You know what I mean? You're dying for your art. Oh my God. Satine vibes from Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, that's really crazy. And you still went on. You know, Andrew Burnett, we were talking to him on the podcast from The Inheritance. I and- love Andrew. We were, at, we were at grad school together. Yes. Okay. We, we did briefly talk about all of his famous friends. <laughs> and you were yeah. mentioned <laughs> he was telling us that like the day before broadway shut down they were filming the inheritance both parts one and two which would of course be their final performances and he said he was fully like unwell with covid and he was like strapped up to iv bags throughout the day so he can get through these he said he had a banana bag somehow it was like the craziest thing i've ever heard but nuts yeah you got you you and andrew both are really putting it all out there for the theater well, you know, you go through the <laughs> you go through the Yale School of Drama. And <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> they they put you through it, mm-hmm. so you obviously believe like, no, I can I can do this. Uh-huh. I have literally done, you know, I've had like four scenes memorized. I had a, a performance to do at night, all on no sleep. Like that is second year of grad school. You know, like that's insane. Truly, truly, that. baptism by fire. Yeah. Wait, Atu, when did you come back to New York? I've been in and out of New York since June, part of July, went back in August, came back for a bit in September, was planning on going back for a bit in uh, early October. But I, I decided to go like visit my folks and, and uh, spend some quality time with my parents who I hadn't seen in almost two years. Wait, that's great that you were able to see each other. Yeah, it was lovely. So wait, so what were you doing in LA? Were you, were you doing some TV? Yeah, I mean, like I moved out there initially, like not not knowing that the pandemic was coming because I, I wanted to film and TV and then like things shut down. So that didn't happen very much, but this last year has been actually really exciting for me on the film and and TV front. I like, I I got to do a couple things shot like a completely remote film called the same storm that is like now doing the festival circuit, did an episode of uh, Ryan Murphy's new show that's coming out and Oh my God, which one? The Jeffrey Dahmer one. Oh, I didn't know oh, he was doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Who's playing Jeffrey? Evan Peters is playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, cool. He's been preparing for this moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel sexual I towards him. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is that okay? He's done so many weird roles that I feel like it's lost for me in some ways. Yeah. It's not, that's, that's not my flavor. It's not for me. Not for you. <laughs> not even in Mayor of Easttown. He was so cute in that. He was very cute in Mayor of Easttown. Connor liked the accent, I think. He won the, he won the Emmy, right? He did. He did. Uh, Finally. That's amazing. Good Wait, can I ask if, are you killed by Jeffrey Dahmer in the show or will, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I like, I would have loved like a gory moment, a bloody gory moment. Who, who wouldn't love some high drama? Oh Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're back in New York. You've got Slave Play to finish up 2021. It's 2021, right? Yeah. And um, into early 2022. The sky is the limit. I am oh. so excited for you. Thank you. I'm also, do- I'm also doing Long Day's Journey in Tonight after that. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Tell, me, tell me more about this. Yeah. Robert O'Hara is actually directing this production, starring Bill Camp and Liz Marvel. And- Amazing. I'm going to be pulling like a little, it's going to be a really busy end to this year. I'm going to be pulling a little double duty at some point, okay. uh, rehearsing that and doing slay play at night. And so I'm super excited about that. And Edmund is a dream role. It's like, I, it's an iconic role. You know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm super excited about it. But honestly, after these two shows back to back, I'm going to need a comedy. I'm going to need a musical. Yeah. I'm going to need a vacation. <laughs> we we talked to you when we recorded our, our long form episode together about getting you back on the Broadway in a musical. So I think that's next. I'm like, let's this something big. Oh, I have to say, speaking of musicals, like I have to talk about this right now. I saw Tina last night. <gasps> I've not seen it. I'm going next Thursday. Oh my. Del- do everything in your power to see Adrian Warren in this show. Time is running out. She leaves the 31st. I have never in my life, in my life, seen anything like this. Uh, I'm about to get in my car and just drive. Are you serious? You, you really mean this? Like I 100%. I bought a ticket, a full price ticket in the orchestra by myself. I was like, I don't need anyone to come with me. I need to experience this. I was center center. And let me tell you, I really don't have the words. Like, I, Yeah. There was one point where I was watching the stage like this, just like, oh my God, she is a force. She deserves everything coming to her. She's so incredible. I know. I think she's going to become like a big, big star. Oh, she, I think the world is going to catch up to the fact that she's a big star. Exactly. That, that part, that part. Yeah. That's Mm it. Oh my God. I'll text you after I see her. I'm so excited. I'm going next Thursday. When I bought my ticket, I was like, she's supposed to still be in the show. Right. And the guy was like, well, she's supposed to be. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> like, I mean, like, tell me, like, is she going to be out? And he's like, I don't think so. And I was like, okay, gonna be out on- well, I'm going to buy the ticket anyway. There's a, there's a Wednesday and uh, there's a matinee, Tina. But if yes. you're seeing an evening show, you should be, you should be seeing Adrian. Oh, yeah. I, oh my God. Fingers crossed. I, I couldn't sleep last night. Like it, like legit, I was laying in my bed, like, tingling like it was ele- it was electric i yeah i've never seen it like oh my goodness i i need to figure out how to go i wasn't planning on coming back to new york until december so i haven't seen art in a long time that's made me feel that way so you're really you're getting me excited although i have to tell you guys something i was at the invited dress rehearsal and the guy that's playing david ruffin is amazing i think it's his broadway debut but this voice gave me 
chills. I need to look up his name. I think it's he, Matt Manuel, right? Matt Manuel or something like that. Some, I don't know. I don't know who he is. But when he sang, I just saw it, and they were excellent. Uh, like I saw that too. They everyone were, needs to get to the theater were. and see this great art. Especially, it seems like we're talking about all these art that's mostly performed by Black artists. People need to go and support this Black art as well. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, Atsu, we can't wait to come and see you in these shows. Is Long Day's Journey, is that at Brooklyn? No, it'll be at the Minetta Lane in the West Village. Oh, I love that theater. Yeah, me too. Me too. That'll be an intimate place for that show. It sure will. Wow. Um, and Bill Camp and Liz Marvel, like, I'm ready to just, like, soak it all up. They are legendary. Well, Atsu, thank you so much for doing this with us. It was just nice to, to chat with you and catch up. And I, I know that our listeners are going to be tickled pink to hear your voice again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll let you know what I think of Tina. And thanks for celebrating two years of drama. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations to you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, is that Anna Viafanye I see before me? Hello. Hi. How are you guys? I'm so happy to see you. Oh my God. How have you been? I've been good. I've been, I mean, just all over the place. Obviously, like being back on the boards was like not exactly the plan, but I'm like kind of living for it. So it's Oh my great. God. Oh my God. Wait, what what do you mean it wasn't the plan? Like, did it kind of come out of the blue? Oh, you don't know this story. No. Yes. No. It came very out of the blue. So I had just landed back from shooting a pilot in LA for like all of July. And I was, it was one of those trips that like by week three, I was like, I really miss like my apartment, my bed, whatever. And so I like got back and I was like, I didn't even unpack. I was like, I'm going to go get my nails done. I need to like just self care. And my theater agent called my cell phone. And I was like, weird considering that Broadway has been dark for however long. And I was very much in TV land. And he, I answer the phone and he's like, so we got an offer for you to, to reopen Chicago. Are you interested? And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, Cause I had never auditioned. I had never thought about, it had never been a conversation. And so I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm conversation. So, so they set a meeting with Walter Bobby we met up at Columbus Circle and we had a, com- you know, we talked and we got, I had never met him in my life. And he right. was like, so this was Thursday. Uh, I was doing a concert at Tavern on the Green the following Monday. So mm-hmm. that was August 16th. And this was the Thursday right before. So I was like sitting there with him and, and we're talking about a bunch of stuff. And he asked me if I would want to play Velma or Roxy and that I, ha- that I could sleep on it. And so the next day... I, I consulted with three people, my sister, Jerry Mitchell, and Lynn. And the next day we said Roxy and I started rehearsals that Tuesday. Holy oh, shit. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like, okay. That's insane. Yeah. You're off her only now. Oh my God. <laughs> Not at all. And so I was just like, okay. Okay, wait. How did you pick between the two? Um, you know what? I had never read the script because I've never seen the show. Obviously, like you you can't call yourself a musical theater queen without being, you know, obsessed with the soundtrack. <laughs> but I had never read the actual like scenes. And so when I read it, I was immediately drawn to the layers of Roxy, like just the insecurity of it all. And when I was talking to to Walter, he was describing how they even this production, you know, which came off the heels of the encores 
show in 95, him and Anne Ranking were very inspired to bring it to bring Chicago back because of the OJ Simpson trials oh. and the whole, like fantastical way that that all was happening in the 90s. And so so I was caught immediately because when I read the script, I immediately thought of the Kardashians, which are a direct product of the OJ Simpson trial. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was like, wait, this is brilliant because that's why the piece has lasted so long because it's always relevant that like, you know, we live in this world of fast celebrity and whatever. And so Roxy to me is the, the modern translation is these TikTok stars, the Addison Rays of the world, uh-huh. you know, influencers who like just get acquire this fame and, and whatnot. And I thought it was really interesting. And so I, I kind of was drawn to that. And then all three people that I consulted were all unanimously like Roxy. Wow. Do Roxy. Yeah. Like the emotional journey is of the show is through Roxy, which is true. But then, you know, like the, the inner like diva in me was like, but I want to sing the high note and all that jazz. And I want to do sublock tango. And I want to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah, Alma to me is like the, you know, so, um, so it was a, it was a choice, but, but I love, I love that we went with Roxy. And I also love that then since that decision, like once I got in the studio with Walter and with Rob Bowman, who's our musical director, they've never raised the keys and they, they did for me. And so I'm very like, I feel very validated and very like grateful that I am getting this other experience. And then now we're even talking about this past weekend, yesterday's matinee, Rob, our musical director watched the show for the first time and he had never seen me in it. He comes into my dressing room in between shows. He was like, so let's play with some things. We're going to add some high notes at the end of baby and like all this stuff, because I am kind of belting in Roxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's fun to to have given them this other element to this character that I guess they have never like explored as much before, but I'm sure. super okay, so it's fun. Especially after all these years. Well, I have to say you were absolutely unreal. You were the <laughs> reason Connor and I saw the show. We had, like you, never seen the show, but... <laughs> We were like, oh my gosh, well, Amazon, it's, we've got to go. This is now the chance. And Baby was my favorite number. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. And it's all so like, at first I didn't understand that number. Like when I started learning it and then when you put it in order, you know, in terms of like the actual narrative and the book, it's such a tongue in cheek. Like she's like, I'm getting away with this. And mm-hmm. it's so fun. So yeah, it's actually kind of become my favorite number too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, congratulations. You're slaying. So what happened with the pilot? Was it, it was from Night Court, right? Yes. The pilot is, is picked up. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Yeah. So everything is just like bananas.org right now. And then this morning I had another meeting for something else. So, and then your bird pooped on you and. Bird pooped on me literally. So I had this meeting at noon and then I was like, okay, I'm going to get a quick workout. And I literally like, I'm disgusted. <laughs> no, not I, at all. You look like very, like, very Brooklyn to me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. Uh, I'm not cool enough to be Brooklyn. But, um, and I, like, walked from here post-Zoom to Equinox to do a precision running class. Oh, nice. And on the way, this bird, but, like, I'm telling, I've never, a bird has pooped on me before. And it was actually on the Brooklyn Bridge. But oh. this was different because I was walking and I like felt it was like weighted and mm-hmm. I like felt oh it and I was like, Oh my God. And then my boyfriend was meeting me on the corner of, of the, the gym that we were going to. And I was like still on my manager, like retelling everything about like the hour prior about the meeting. 
And so, so yeah. You know what bird pooping on you means, right? It's good luck, right? It's good luck. And I've got to say, just over two years ago, this is all tying into when Connor and I started the podcast. After we recorded our very first dry run of an episode with our friend Kelly, a bird pooped on me. That's right. But it was a sign of good things to come. So I think that whatever happened this morning with your meeting, good thing. Yeah, I, uh, I think so too. I think so too. Oh my God. Wait, so with, <laughs> will the show film in, in LA? In LA, yeah. Okay. It's Warner Brothers. This is actually the first full production at the studios on the Warner lot. So our, it was funny because when we started like the, the COVID protocol people, like all the COVID safety managers and whatever, um, which God bless them. I don't know how these people, their minds, like the amount of spreadsheets and like tracking and stuff. I would never be able to do that, but um, you know, I bow down. They were like, you guys are kind of the Guinea pigs. Like, so please stay on it and super responsible because how this goes will dictate whether or not, other productions can happen. So I'm very proud of us because we were all up on our safety protocol. That's amazing. Connor, is that where we visited when we went to LA, Warner Brothers? We did. We toured the lot once. It's so, oh my God, so many iconic shows have filmed there and movies. It's wild. A lot of history. And then it's funny because then like land from that, get the call about Chicago, start doing Chicago, working at the ambassador. It's like equally, like it's interesting, all these places that are so charged. Oh yeah. And have this like rich history. So like, I'm a nerd. I'll like go into a spiral and start Googling with like a glass of wine and just be like, oh my God, all these things that have happened in, <laughs> in these hallowed halls. I know. Wait, so then how long are you going to be with Chicago? I was originally supposed to only be in until November 7th, which was going to be, which is in two mm-hmm. weeks. And that was a sensible eight week run just to open the show. And it's funny because like three or four weeks in, I started catching feelings, right? And so I was like, oh man, I really like this. Like I really, I'm like having such a great time. And so I started, you know, inquiring on like, what are the chances of like, you know, extending my contract, whatever. And then it wasn't until a week ago today on Monday, the 18th, that we got a call from the producers um, and they've been extremely generous and kind and like, very, very vocal about like, just they seem to be very happy with me being in the building. And so I was like, caught off guard ish, but but very grateful to get an extension through January 2nd. Amazing. So we're going to do that because the holidays, I mean, nothing's shooting Right. right now. And as it stands, I would not, I don't start my next contract until January 4th. So I would have one day in between (laughs) to fly, but I don't mind that. I like, I mean, I think for me, especially after the year we've all had, like, I'm very happy to be working and I'm very excited to be working. And like, I, not that I ever took it for granted before, to be honest, but like, especially now it's like, all right, let's go. Like, I don't know. I, like, sure. I'm tired, but I'm also happy and I'm doing what I love. And so until I'll know, my body will tell me when it's like, okay, girl, mm-hmm. you need to go to like Paris and just like not be on for a couple weeks or something. But for now, I'm like, let's work. Oh, I love it. That's And now more people will get to see you. So that's great, too. Well, I'm excited about that, too, because, you know, we opened September 14th and there were so many feelings. And obviously mm-hmm. with like Broadway reopening, a lot of a lot of press, a lot of things. Yeah. And I felt a little bit spread a little bit thin for having learned the musical in a couple of weeks. Right. And uh, it's hard because I was also the only principal who's new. Right. 
Julius has been there before. Bianca's been there for 20 years. Paolo has been there before. Like literally like these people are like career Chicago people. And so I was trying to do it justice, but, but it takes a second for things to sink in and like anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to really show people that I can do more than what's maybe expected of me and being in this like classic Americana role and as like a blonde and like just all these things that I'm that I'm excited that people get to see me in this new light I'm tickled to have more time for people to see it because it only feels to me it feels like it just sunk in maybe two weeks ago um so even friends that came the first like I had like friends come in for our invited dress and now I'm like okay I need to get them tickets because they they need to see the real show Uh they saw the they need to see and even like opening like opening didn't feel when I look back I'm still counting it's Fosse. You know, there's, there is a wrong answer. So uh, I finally now I'm like in the moment in a different way and not counting and trusting my myself a little bit more and making some choices. So oh I love. Gosh. Well, it's it's like just such a comfort to see you in any role. I mean, we saw you on Younger during the, the final <laughs> season. Like you, you've been hustling and. I'm so excited about your new project too. You continue to give us so many gifts, Anna. It's wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Wait, and how are things going with your boyfriend? Is he going to move to LA? So he came with me to LA. It does not look like there's like a moving. Okay. Okay. In fact, the the plot twist of all plot twists is that I'm going to be going to somewhere that's not LA for a long chunk of time. And it's winter that we will be missing here, which is nice. Um, So I will be in a warm climate, January, February, and then TBD if it's longer or only until March. But I know that's like a lot of detail that's really juicy it's so vague it's it's, uh, it's drama but you came to the right place it's drama i love it it's an hors d'oeuvre if you will there we go (laughs) good things to come well thank you for you know this is a quickie here but thank you for celebrating our two years of the pod together we wanted to bring some of our favorite guests back (laughs) and you know thank you for saying yes we adore you of course oh my gosh you guys are fam oh (laughs) means the world well we look forward to everything you've got coming down the line and we are just so thankful. Yes, you are part of the drama fam as well. Cheers to you guys. Wow, it is like so <laughs> special to me to think how much we mean to our guests and how we become friends. It's I love that it's it's a both way. It's a two-way street. Dylan, this is my favorite part of the podcast. It is the friendships that we've been able to make with these amazing people and at the end of the day, they're humans just like us. Just like us. I mean, I know. They are Everybody has been so generous with their time and I cannot thank everyone enough for being so supportive and lovely to us and taking a chance on this independent podcast where the hosts are not stars or influencers or internet personalities per se. We're just, you know, two kids trying to make it in this big bad world and living and loving the drama. Uh, I could not have said it better. You know, to quote Alyssa Edwards, The struggle is real, but the hustle is deep. Mm. And we're going to keep hustling. That's right. I just want to thank everyone for joining us for our two-year drama extravaganza. And maybe in year three, we'll be able to meet some of you and especially meet some of our guests in real life. Oh my God, I know, which is a long time coming. And I want to tell our listeners, if you loved this episode, we have full-length episodes with all these guests. And on last week's part one, we talked to Colton Ryan, Aisha Jackson, and Jordan Luke Gage. And that is also a gag, so... We're bringing you hits 
what do you expect? I mean, and the hits are going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. Especially on our Patreon, which there's a link in the description below. But that's where Connor and I have intimate chats, just the two of us. Sometimes we have other friends. We just chat and have fun and spill a little bit of tea, if that phrase is still allowed in this year. <laughs> if you've loved joining us tonight, and maybe if it was your first time, we are on social media at The Drama Podcast. I'm at Dylan McDowell and Connor's at Connor McDowell. Please DM us. We love talking with people because this this has been the greatest work of our lives. I'm I'm being dramatic, but yeah, and we res- we respond to every message that we get. We really do. And Dylan, thank you for this. Again, thank you to Maggie Montalto for being with us the first half of this journey. Thank you. Oh, more than half. Robbie Roselle, Adrian Carnani. Who am I forgetting? Eric Thompson, Hunter Miner. Everyone along the way, Preston Burford, all of our friends who consult and support and listen. It's nice to know that we have a community that's helped keep this podcast going. And thank you to all of you. And thank you. And thank you. Oh my God. Here's to more drama. Always. And Connor, I'll see you in year three. Oh, drama. Drama.